describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Not only, obviously, if, if you can go to one convention past the pandemic, you would go to GaryCon. If there was a second Correct. one, you'd probably go to North Texas or Game Hole. Yes, and three, then North Texas or Game Hole, depending on what you went to for number two. Right. And then number four, you should come to GrogCon. Right, exactly. So Thank which, you. Which, one, which convention are we going to recommend now? Sure. So there are, you know, uh, the pandemic's ending. This is great. So a couple conventions coming up. Uh, James, May 31st, just two days from now, the Military Interests in Gaming Society will hold its second annual convention at the Waterloo Regional Police Association Recreational Center in Cambridge, uh, I'm sorry, in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. I got confused about that because, you know, they listed Never mind. For further information for their free day of wargaming, you feel free to contact Les Scanlon, president of MI, uh, MIGS uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. I'm not sure if there's going to be any D&D there, though, or any role-playing games. But June 5th through the 7th, FringeCon, a sci-fi convention to be held at the Ramada Inn East in Phoenix. Ready for this, James? Mm-hmm. We got to go to this. Are you ready? You want to go? We got to go to Phoenix. Okay. Numerous guests are scheduled to appear, including James Doohan. Do you know who James Doohan Scotty, is? Scotty, by, by God's sakes, right? I, you are absolutely correct. Scotty of Star Trek and author and author Theodore Sturgeon also featured will be movies, dealers, a costume contest. Ooh. I know you're always up for that. Yep, yep. So start thinking, James. You got about a, you got about a week uh, and Tunnels and Trolls tournament and many other events. Ready for this, James? Registration fee for all three days all three this puts us to shame right. all three days fifteen dollars until june 1st twenty dollars at the door ten dollars for a single day admission this is interesting contact FringeCon too and they give you a p.o box so back in the day if you wanted to go to a convention mm-hmm. and you had a p.o what you had to like send a letter and, in and, to mo- and the, money yeah and money. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just correspondent. so uh those are the uh upcoming uh conventions and if you were devious I mean, I, I mean, I know we did it back then, but just with all the scams that we have now, you're just sending money to random post office boxes. Oh. Like, 
Yeah, you know what would have been great is back in the day. And so, just to be clear, these conventions occurred forty years right. ago. Please don't go to don't go to Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, you can go to Phoenix if you well, want. But don't. Brought to you by the Phoenix wow. Tourism Board. Don't go to Phoenix. Right. Exactly. Don't go to Phoenix. Brought to you by Grogcon. Yeah. So, could you just, as a joke, send into Dragon Magazine a a convention, right. a fake convention? We've met the people who run the thing. <laughs> what they is, if your check cleared for the ad, they would put it up there. I'm sure that wow. I'm sure I would. I mean, we could put the convention we are hosting. It'll be it'll be three dollars. Send your check to your house, and there'd be checks showing up, and it would never happen. Yeah, and they'd show up to the Ramada Inn, That's right. <laughs> and everyone, the, the Port of Clark at the Ramada Inn is like, why does everyone keep asking for Dragon Con or whatever or Orc Con? I don't know what an Orc Con. Is. Oh, you know, be terrible too. Is what you do is <laughs> you go into the lobby. Mm-hmm. And you get a po- poster board, and you put, like, OrcCon. And when no one's looking, you put it up there on a little easel, and you put, like, Room 302. Oh, so whoever's in poor room. <laughs> whoever's in poor room 302. Arr, we're here for the co- convention. <laughs> wow, that's a small convention, 302. That, would, that right. would be good. Hopefully they're not dressed for the costume contest when they knock on the door. <laughs> oh, my God. That just reminds me of The Shining, you know, where they have that thing where they, you know, they're in. They, he goes into one of the rooms and they're you know, the ghost room, and they're like dressed up in costumes. It's like creepy. Those cost. Vic sent us a link of these costumes. Yeah. They're hobgoblins, yeah. correct? Yeah, full size. Well, full size for hobgoblin costumes. Yeah, they're good. They're they were freaky, and I mean, can you imagine someone dressing up in one of those things and like running around the park chasing children? They'd be shot. They'd or, be shot on sight. <laughs> A demon was killed today. That's right. Demon was killed today. It'd be a big... So that's the con- that's the, the convention we're not hosting. We've talked about the convention we're hosting. There's another tournament that's happening June 5th by DM Brian on Discord. He is running an adventure uh, or multiple adventures, a uh, tournament module that uh, you can play for free on Discord, which, of course, always begs the question, why are you going to come to our show when you can play D&D for free and have great people like Brian? And that's a real... Those games are, this, are happening now, right. not in 1991. That's right. June 5th, this, uh, whatever that is, Friday or Saturday, um, on Discord. Come out to see him. So we have a bunch of things to do. Number one, we have to hand out titles because our patrons are super awesome. And one of them got uh, is, I'm pretty sure, is on the west coast of British Columbia because he is claiming Langley Township. It is uh, Xylerthin is claiming the Langley Township, which is in British Columbia. So it is right now, I don't know, 620, something like that, 520, yeah, something, I don't know. It's, it's early. <laughs> I think it's 5. I think it's yeah, 5. Yeah, that's right. It's 530-something. So we are going to bestow his, his title uh, as we speak. So uh, do, do, do you remember how sleepy Eric Hotz was? Yeah, yeah, he was wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He had stayed up, I think. Yeah, he just stayed up the whole night. Yeah, he was, he, was, he, was, he was a good soul. That was, uh, that is, uh, he's a dedicated man. That was a great time talking to him and Kelly. That was, that was fun. And then, and then a couple of weeks later, Ernie Gaiak's like, yeah, can we do it in the afternoon? Sure. sure. Whatever. Sure, Ernie. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. That makes sense for us. No problem at all. So, it made me feel bad. Uh, you you are claiming Langley Township for the Empire. So we, we sir, need a D15. That's a great name, too. It is. Okay, it is a 25, sir. 20, 
Wait, you said D. I'm sorry, you said a D15. Yeah, divide that by. How many times have I done this? Five. Sorry. So five. He's a viceroy. Yes. The viceroy. The viceroy, his D30, uh, please. 21. 21. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Radiant. He's a radiant. His vice, the viceroy, his radiant. Another D30, please. Very nice so far. 12. 15, 14, 13. Sublimity. S-U-B-L-I-M-I-T-Y, right? Sublimity. He's sublime? Sublimity. Sublimity? Sublimity. Sublimity. I would... It sounds it sounds like a like a posh restaurant. It's also, it's also it? a town in Oregon, uh, apparently. The, Is it? Oh. Uh, the quality or state of being sublime. That's what sub, sub sublimity means. Sublimity. Sublimity. Let's see. Okay. I'm telling you, it's like a fusion sublimity. restaurant. That's what they say, sublimity. That's right. Sublimity. He's sublime. He's sublime. Okay. He's full of sublimeness. Very nice. I don't know what's I don't know what that means, but I love it. Uh, D15. Well, if you're okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I say if you're sublime, right, to be like awesome. Right, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an understated uh, awesomeness, basically. Less than a lime. <laughs> so good. Okay. Wait, hold on. There you go. Sorry, I was slow. Two, four, six, eight. He's a count. Did you say hat? You said D fifteen, yep. right? Yes, sir. Yep, eight, eight. He's his radiant sublimity He's count. He's Count Sublimity. Count Sublimity. Yes. You don't like that? I don't know if he... I like I that. I like that. That's good. The... Okay. Now I need a D60. The big, the big one. The big kahuna. Okay. 27. 27. Shrewd. Mm. He is... Count the shrewd... Let's see. Sublimity. He's a shrewd slaughterer now. Let's see a D30. Okay. 14. Champion. Oh, look at that. The shrewd champion. That is that is awesome. Now, to me, it's all he'll always be Count Sublimity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We had some, we had some new ones right. in there. It's about time. It's about time. They're not Chamberlain's. Uh, obviously, our Chamberlain quota has. Not, we, but we, lo we love our Chamberlain. We do. We're so happy. He's on three hours. We have an army. Uh, yeah, Jonathan's on three hours. 537. Okay. So. We want to congratulate Azarathan with his title. Bye. So, us as the Grog Emperors, we bestow the following title and all powers and responsibilities hereforth to Zarathan with the following title. Sir, you are now, the, will ever be known in the Grog Empire as the Viceroy, his radiant sublimity count. The shrewd champion of Langley Township. Congratulations, sir. You get the golf clap and the cheer. Well done. May you may you long reign. May you reign, champion of. I add the of. I can do that. Wow, that is a long clap. Okay. Shoot, shoot champion does sound cool too, That's though. It. That would be. I mean, it's his choice, right? You you can take what you want to use as your sort of shortened net, your nickname. Yes, he, he he doesn't have to live by our rules. But uh, we prefer it. Well, he does. Yes. But our rules are he can pick. Right. This is one of our That's rules. Right. This is one of our rules. We we well, really, what it is you can call yourself whatever you want. We will call you. We will take your title and make it whatever we want it to be. So, if you don't like it, well, that's too bad. That's really what it's really about. So, um, very good. So now we have 
John Hancock, which I'm surprised one of the founding fathers is. Um, well, we are rebels, we James. Are, that's right. <laughs> we are rebels. And you've got an awesome signature. <laughs> that's right. He does. Uh, he, he does have it. And he is claiming uh, Hillsborough County, which is a county to the west of us. Here in the Florida, our, our, once again, our lands are being filled out here in Florida, which is good. I feel very safe having so many uh, uh, protectors of the realm. So, Yeah, because, you know, I don't trust that uh, Vic Dorso, and, and that's Strangler. Is his uh, Strangler. Right. The only thing that's saving us Brand. is that they're, you know, 1,200 miles away. That is, that's the only saving no. grace. They're coming. Yeah. Vic is coming. Oh, yeah. Here you go, yeah. Here, your favorite, your favorite thing. Grogcon is coming, and so is Vic. <laughs> With the I need, I need to have my cousin do. Vic is coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the Trans Canadian Railway murderer, or whatever? Yes, yes. He, Vic and the bear. Vic and the cave bear. It was like BJ and the bear. Vic and the cave Vic bear. And the cave. Did a series. It was actually two. That's why they were so confused by things. They were looking for a single killer, and it was Vic and this cave bear in his truck, like BJ and the Bear. That was a great '70s show, '80s show too. That was good. So I never saw it. Uh, actually, it was it was okay. I mean, every oh, they're all the same, you know. They it was. Wait, James, can I mention something real quick since you're talking about TV? Because I know you're going to know about this. This is, there's an amazing episode of Dukes of Hazard on. Okay, tonight. Oh, really? Okay. We're skipping ahead. An accident, an accident leaves Bo oh. with amnesia, and Boss Hog takes advantage of the situation by adopting Bo as his son <laughs> <laughs> so he can make a financial killing by running moonshine. <laughs> I just, that's all. Let's give me yes. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure you didn't. Wait, what time it. is that? Because I don't want to make sure we're off so we can do that. That's awesome. Yes, nine, we need to be done with this this episode by 9 p.m. tonight. Can we do yes, it? Yes, I think so. I think that it's going to be close, but I think we will. It's called My Son Bohog is the name is the name of this episode. Bohog. So, yeah, I love good. it. What, what you want to do with your house or my house? Is your mom is your mom going to be no, home? No, she's not. She's she's Okay, we'll do yeah, it at your house. It'll be, way, it'll be yeah. way better. All right, so okay. we are now going to give Mr. John Hancock put put your John Hancock right here by give me a D15. You got it. A five. Oh, wait, it's the same thing. Viceroy. As last time. Double Viceroy's. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's Viceroy. Maybe it's like Viceroy Day. Like today we'll be giving out, you know, the Viceroy's will be getting their titles. Right. They've been, well, V, been, they've been waiting a while. All right. So mm -hmm. uh, the D30. That's right. That's why I had all those Chamberlains. <laughs> That's right. They're early in the alphabet. Early, right? Yeah. Fifteen. Astonishing. His astonishing. It would be funny is if he if we rolled the exact same thing twice. It's the exact same. The dice thing. don't lie. It's, it, he would have to. They would have to accept it. Uh, D thirty. Ten. Ten. Eminence. Okay. Eminence. Another. Uh, so that was D thirty. Now I need a D fifteen. Fourteen. Lord. So he's so far the viceroy, his astonishing eminence lord, the now I need a D sixty, sir. Okay. Fifty two. 
50, oh my goodness, okay. You know you can start, see, I would start, obviously, at 60. Perverse. Oh, I was just about to ask, how many names did have we had, titles have we had, where there was something at least some people might view as negatively, like we know Jeannie was initially unhappy with Strangler, but she grew into it. Do we have a butcher somewhere? Well, perverse. Of a person or showing a deliberate, obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or unacceptable. That's, that's what he is. That's awesome. So it doesn't necessarily, right, we need to make this clear. That doesn't necessarily mean he's pervert. sexually right. pervert. He's just, he's right. just. Well, you could be, a, well, pervert. Can you be, is pervert necessarily mean sexual or is just you're like a deviant? Uh, that's so, a good question. But if it does mean just generally you're a deviant, I still wouldn't go around calling yourself a, per, a pervert right. if you are, because people might not realize if you're using it in a broader way. Yeah. Op, well, and and yeah, there's there's a few definitions, and some of them are not that great. But he's he's a he's a he's per, he's a pervert right now. And now the and now and now a D. <laughs> no, and now a D wait a second. No, hold on. What is now? I gotta look it up. Stop that. Yes. Actually, the, yeah, the crowd. The crowd. All of a sudden, the sailors. They're, they're interested. That's right. This is getting Got good. Got quiet. Right. Okay. Somebody, okay, hang um, on. I'm looking. Okay, all right. After, well, to the a per, no, no, no. A person who's this. This is what the Google says. A person whose sexual behavior is regarded as abnormal, unacceptable. So it sounds like pervert is is sexual, and he's what he's, he's, he's perverse. perverse, right? Okay, well, perverse. I bet is broader, yes. right? Yeah, showing a deliberate. You saw that desire to act. Right. So okay. So you can be per something. You can be perverse. Right. But not. I am perverse to the fact that we, or uh, we, we were perverse to the fact that this show was only supposed to be like an hour long when we started this, and now it's four hours. Right. We are contrary to what we was expected. People right. want for. So we're perverse. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and people. Grog, grog talk is perverse. Right. We're a bunch of perverts, but not. So all. All perverts are perverse. I believe so. But not all things that are pervert, people who are perverse are perverts. I, I, I think that is a very fair statement. Okay. So, so with right. that out of the way, uh, how about another D15? <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, I'm sorry, D30. My apologies. Oh, well, no, I wrote an eight. Eight. He's a silencer. Oh. He's the perverse like, silencer. Wow, that that's, that's pretty good, actually. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Come here. <laughs> it's like you with your cleric or whatever. <laughs> Time to punish. The cleric of silence. Oh. Don't don't scream. Oh. <laughs> no one will hear you anyway. That's oh the ha ha. That is. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cleric. Your cleric's the perverse silencer. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> A quiet place, part three. You, you. <laughs> well, we oh, will boy. now bestow the following title to Mr. John Hancock, who's probably thinking, "Why did I even do this?" But John, in spite of our having fun with you, your title being perverse. Please accept this title for what it is, and your title, for, and you'll be ever known 
with the following title here in the Grog Empire. You are now, sir, the Viceroy, his astounding eminence. Lord, the perverse silencer of Hillsborough County. Congratulations, sir. Well done. Yes, that's David did remind me he, that we both wanted to put a show together that didn't waffle on or become self-aggrandizing. Well. Well, and, and I believe that's why David started his YouTube right. channel. Yes, if, if you want that, <laughs> go out to David's channel on YouTube. I'll, I will, I got to remember to put, a, put that in the show notes too. I think, I, I imagine the chamber at some point being like, God damn it, am I just going to have to do this myself? You know, and the answer would be yes. Post David, yeah, because... Post David's link, uh, repost uh, video. Okay, well, very good. That was that was very good. So, uh, another way to be um, recognized in the on the show is by uh, doing reviews on iTunes. We love iTunes reviews, and we had two. So, thank you. If we will say verbatim whatever you say on iTunes. That's the beauty. It's a conduit. It's like a direct link to us that you know will, that we have said, we've bound ourselves. If you put it on iTunes, a review, we will say it online. So we had DM Mojo say, it's a must-have podcast. These guys are knowledgeable, funny. Their content is top shelf. Mm, I like that. If you're in a hobby, either new or old, or, or an old grognard, this is a must-have in your rotation. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear yeah. that show. It's obviously not... Is he listening to well, us? we do get a lot of people think we're, we are um, uh, the Grognard right. files. And so we, we accidentally get a lot of Grognard file reviews, which works to our advantage. Right. They, they put a lot of people think they're getting the Grognard files. And they probably go, it's, it's going to get better. I mean, based on these reviews. <laughs> yeah, like everyone says it's like amazing. What? Yeah. And what's weird is they don't sound British. Right, at all. And, it's, yeah, right. it's like, uh, like Kate Winslet in... Titanic, right? It's maybe that's what they think. We're, this we're we're putting on an American air to. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're a spoof. <laughs> oh yeah, we're a grognard spoof. Oh, we're something. Spoof. We're a parody of something. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, we're the American version. <laughs> we're the American version of the Office. That's right. Long and tiresome. It is. It is. It is horrific. But thank you, DM Mojo. And uh, as we saw, as you like to point out. Is it fair to say, Dan, that you refresh uh, the chartable um, listing of our show, what, 20 times a day? Um, Daily, yes. And, and yes, because, James, you got to be looking out for this stuff because we were, were we not, number one in Finland on, like, whatever day at 8 p.m. I like how it's like a particular hour. You know, it's like a 24-hour period, <laughs> I guess, right? And then it's gone. We're, we were number one in Finland. Wow, that is that – is Awesome. Congrats. Thank you, Finns. That's one of the, it's been known as the happiest place on earth because they, you know why? They keep their expectations down. That's what it was explained. Yes. These guys are, these guys are pretty good. Right. I didn't expect much and it was better than I thought it was going to be. So. Right. Right. So next to that, uh, in that thing where you can see how we're doing in various parts of the world is the reviews on iTunes. And we saw a review from our dear friends at Bonhomme. Or Bonhomme games? How would you say that, sir? You're going to really going to have you? Are you familiar with my ability to pronounce names? Yeah. Well, Did I say what Sith, Scythe? I think that, but both work. That's not bad. I don't think that's true. I think you're being nice. I don't think that's true. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Bonhomme games. 
Well, bond means, doesn't bond mean like good, isn't that? So like bon, like bon, bon like French, right? Bon appetit, yeah, right? I'm guessing. Right. But okay, let's see. They are, they are okay. a game store in the UK, and the link will be in below. So a, a delightful delve into AD&D. Uh, this podcast is a joyous reliving of what it was like to delve into the wonderful, but sometimes somewhat confusing realm of the first edition of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons rule set. These guys clearly have a deep love and reverence for the game, but their approach is always open and cheerful. Hey, thank you. Almost like Merry and Pippin in their first journey out of the Shire. We're Merry and Pippin out of the Shire. <laughs> I'm Pippin. Okay. I'm not going to fight you. Sure, they occasionally get mired in esoteric details and edge case rulings. I, think, I thought that's our show, but what? I thought that is our show. Oh. But always bring the listener back to with wondering, what would Gary have done? Well, that's true. We try to do that. Podcast is a real fireside treat, and I commend it to any gamer who wants to relive or explore how we did it back in the day or how some of us still do today. Thank you very much. That is very kind. And they are very active users on Twitter. I would definitely follow them. I do follow them uh, for us on the show. Uh, you know, Dan is a complete Anglophile. He would basically live over there if it wasn't for his obligations. Is that a fair statement? Yes. I, I would like to live in Scotland. Okay. Well, I'm not sure I really want to live in Scotland, but I I think well, I, I think they're, I think they're breaking away or something like that. I haven't kept up. Didn't they just have a vote again? Don't they have a vote like every other month? I don't know. I'm I'm stuck in 1981. <laughs> I think they were trying to break away then. So, oh. well, um, also coming out. So thank you to that. Uh, we also have uh, our flipping and turning issue four is wrapping up. Issue five, which will be the one for the convention, is starting. Rob, our dear friend, who is the editor, is working on it. So if you go out to editor at grogcon.com, send him a note of ideas or articles, he will consider them. And if they are worthy of our esteemed magazine, and when I say we, it's really Rob's magazine that we help with, uh, it'll be posted. That, I mean, of all the things we've done or been part of, that truly is the, the legacy we will have. People will forget us, but the magazine will continue on. I think that's right. They, if, especially if we do some kind of first encounter, maybe 40 years from now, there'll be another podcast that will be using flipping and turning as the part of their bit. That's what I'm hoping for. That'd be funny. And then they're like, yeah, they're like officially approved by, maybe another generation of Delph. Right. Approved by Delph and Grog Talk. They'll ask us for Delph approval. Like, yeah, we can't. What are you talking about? We can't give you Delph approval. Like, we, can, we can only give you Grog Talk approval. That's it. Right. So uh, go out to that. And last week, again, more technical issues because I'm a moron. We did do our campaign, which uh, our second campaign. I think it was well received. Thank you to Rob and you for helping out. And I will be running that adventure again uh, at the show GrogCon. And so uh, I will be posting that soon. I know you need a copy of it. So I'll be doing that this week. And you'll be running episode three. So that is for our patrons. And let and, and, and let me just uh, give a shout-out to you. That, that was a lot of fun. That was a great adventure. I know you put a lot of work into it. So if people are looking for a fun adventure uh, at GrogCon, I would sign up for James' game. That, that was a, very clever. It takes a lot of th It's a thinking man, thinking woman's game, to be sure. Not, not hack and slash so right. much. you got to really think through things. It took a while. Yeah. It was very clever. And for those, just a little other teaser, Rob and Dan knew nothing of the adventure. They actually played a couple of the NPCs to help with this. So they only knew their part. 
uh, which I think worked out pretty well. It was, it was fun all around. So uh, I'm glad they basically play tested with our patrons. If you are a patron, uh, when Dan is ready to run the next adventure, he will, we will reach out to you and do that. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. So miscellaneous magic, we're up to next. So what is this? What's this thing we do for miscellaneous magic? James, this segment, we randomly roll a magic item from the DMG, from the miscellaneous magic table, and then we discuss it. All right. That's very good. It's concise, accurate reporting from you. Golf clap. <laughs> and the ding. And I thought I had dog eared this. You did dog eared this. Where yes, and there it is, page 121 of the DMG for the following at home. James, I've been doing a lot of rolling. I think it's time you get to roll some dice, so All why right. don't you go ahead and roll. We are on table three. Yeah, I'm not going to look at the DMG. I'm just going to, because that's uh, 19. It is a potion, so we're now going to table 3A. I need another percentile. 46. It is a potion of healing, James. <laughs> Nice don't lie. Hold on. Did we have a potion of healing? Uh, now I have to look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Potion. Okay. Oh, let's see. Breaking the action. Potion C. Potion. I'll go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Oh. I'm trying to look to see. No. How do I? I want one word. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think we're kind of. Um, How much yeah. do you think a potion of healing costs? Ooh, uh, it's not. It's more than what people would like it to be, but well, we haven't talked about it recently, so that's good. Uh, I would say cost, or you could sell it for. Because remember, don't gold piece sale value. 400 gold pieces. You are absolutely correct. 400 gold pieces. That's a pretty standard thing because basically the poor adventurers, they either don't have enough clerics, so a lot of DMs will sell them at 400, even though that's not the sale price. That's not right. for the retail price. That is the price that you could expect to get for them, which I'm not sure how many players are selling healing potions because they need everything they can get. Now, there is some issues here, right? So this says, the entire entry says an entire potion must be consumed in a single drinking, which takes a round, in order for this, it says liquor, James. Look, it says li liquor. What does this liquor? What does liquor mean? Isn't li liquor, isn't liquor necessarily alcoholic? Do you mean liquid? We need to get Jody on the, on the line? Let's see. For this liquor. Yeah, I see that. I, I, it's just the first time I've seen this. I've read this how many times, and I just... So now are you looking up... you got to look up liquor. i got to look up liquor. Okay. To restore 4 to 10, which is a 2 die 4 plus 2 hip. And so one of the questions that oh, often comes up... Okay, yeah. so here's two definitions. This is why we okay. play D&D. The first one is an alcoholic drink, especially distilled spirits. The second one, liquid in which something has been steeped or cooked. Get out. Slap me in the a, head. That's what it says. A liquid in which something has been steeped 
So, so a tea would be a li liquor in this case. Oh my gosh, I think you're right. Yes. So any, so any potion is probably a liquor. Yes. Gary is, he is a, he, he was and remains a national treasure. Do you agree with that? He is the king of the secondary definition. <laughs> That's right. We should do, you know, actually, we need to keep a list of these. That would be a good thing in flipping and turning, right? Like words. We need a little glossary, right, for things like this. Liquor. So it is a liquor. So we've learned something. So uh, is soup a liquor? Is it steeped or <laughs> uh, cooked? Then yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. James, think of something to talk about with potions of healing. Well, um, it's interesting. It's not a D8. You would think it would just be like Cure Light Wounds. It actually is better than a Cure Light Wounds spell because typically oh. a Cure Light Wounds spell is a D8. This is 4 to 10. Um, we've talked about miscability before. I typically don't rule that. Let's, a lot of times people have taken a potion of heroism or something and then they're hurt. They yes. take a potion of healing. Yes. Do you do you run the miscability chart at this point? I think we may have talked about this during the potions episode, but I know we talked about miscability, but did we discuss? Or let's say you've taken two potions of healing. A lot of times they start chugging them. What you know, the idea is not all potions are the same. There could be different recipes for the same outcome in theory. Oh, this is very interesting. Okay. To go back to a couple of things. First, the four to ten. You know what it also means is that yes, there is a bell curve. So you know the the role healing cure light wounds. I'm sorry, cure light wounds is flat. Right. Is, it, is one to eight? You said. Yeah. That's why probably people get confused because you got. I'm always like, which one is it again? I mean, I probably remember quicker if there wasn't the. Potion of, of healing, extra healing, cure light wounds. So cure serious wounds. Well, you know, you get you get the point. So it's riskier. The cure light wounds is riskier because one to eight, and you roll the one, you're very sad. There's a this this is a lot more dependable. The potion is a lot more. So the spell is a lot more. I'm, I'm trying it's to think of the effective. word, but it's like more you know, likely to be less effective. Yeah. And, 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 and also, and, and just much more random, right? Yes. It's not, it's so, it, when you do a potion of healing, you can put it, not only is it better, right. but the odds, you know, you're going to, you, the odds are right there in the middle of that bell curve. Correct. So, okay. Yes. Okay. You're, you're, you're going from an average with a big standard deviation. Uh, again, I'm sure anyone who does probability is going to look at me and laugh as I try to explain this or remember this. You know, the average is 4.5 for a potion of healing, excuse me, for a, uh, cure light wound spell, right? Because it's you take one and you take the largest, smallest, and you add it and divide by two. But all those numbers are equally uh, likely to happen. Whereas with the potion of healing, because you have two d four plus two, you have two dice, and you get a plus two. So each of them is two point five. So you're more you're, the the mean the middle is seven in this case. So most likely you're going to get a seven. You could get as low as four. So it's already skewed three points above the minimum, which is so. Nice. If we're selling, so if we own these potions and selling them, mm -hmm. that's what we're our, That's the sell. Is that right? Which is look really relying upon your cleric's spell, right? 
are you familiar with, you know, the average hit points returned on that? And are you also aware that there is a one in eight chance that you will only get one hit point? You really want a potion of healing. Yeah. Right? That's the sell. Okay. Or, or, or even more, yes, that's one way to sell it. Or the other version of that is the capricious nature of the deities is so random. And why you want to be beholden to these faraway things? Here, you, you, you can keep your destiny in your own hands, right here. Here's your healing in your hands, not having to deal with clerics yeah. and their weird ways and their deities who are capricious. And yeah, absolutely. Is this your, is a self health potion. Is your cleric refusing to show you his alignment graph chart? <laughs> if so, right? I mean, you have no idea. That's absolutely right. A cleric may not get the spell. So, yeah, so, okay, so this dependability. That's right. what potions of healing provide to you, the adventurer. Dependability. Right. And you, but the problem is you are paying a premium for that. So back to your the cost and gold pieces for a Cure Light Wound spell. Let's say you don't have a cleric in yep. your party and you, you get hurt, you go back to town. It's 100 gold pieces, whereas this, it's at least 400 gold pieces. Oh, this is fascinating, though. Because, okay. So it's comparison shopping time. Right. But, you, but yeah, but, but you know, so 100 gold I can, James, come on. I can buy four Cure Light Wound spells. Right. So in, that now... In, in theory, yes. If, if you could find a potion of healing to buy, which, again, a lot of DMs like right. me... If I want to be jerks, I keep that pretty limited, but some make it easier because, again, all that does is the less healing you have, the more rests, the more breaks. People want the game to keep going, so you give them more healing. But that encourages more fighting, which, again, some adventures you don't want to do that. But, yes, it would be four to one. Because so then I can get four to 16. I have four D4 instead of four D8. what? I, I'm sorry, I have four D eight. Yes. So I have I have four to thirty two. Yes. On four cure light wounds. Oh, that's a much better deal. I mean, I guess the benefit of the potion is that you can take extra. If you don't, you may not have. Not everyone has a cleric. If you're going in in the adventure. Right. So right, so that's so that's why they're expensive because they're, they're like, portable. look, they're portable. Like, yeah, right. like what am I? Why am I paying this much money? My God, I I can get light wound spells for this, and I guess I guess it'd be better to buy four cure light. Well, how much does it cost to buy a cure light wound scroll? Oh, well, that's, is that more expensive? Can you buy a scroll? You can. Well, if you allow it, yes. It's a, right. It is if we're if we're using the sales price as the as the buy price, which again. That's very Marxist of you. And the, any scroll well, we, can be sold in the open market for three times its XP value. So, oh my, it's 300 gold pieces for a scroll. Oh, so I can get the scroll as a. Oh, but that's not very good. So, right. for $300, I can get one to eight. Right. Right. And the potion will give me four to 10. For an extra 100 gold. Oh, that's close. Yeah, but there's one big problem with that. What? You need a cleric to cast a scroll. Yeah, right, right. That's very interesting. So there's probably a whole, there's a whole economics here of... of Absolutely. Of, of, of 
purchasing healing items. It's kind of like so. It's kind of like going into a drugstore, and you're like, oh, so many choices. I got the scroll here. Can you? So you say you talk to the pharmacist, basically. Yeah, trust your the pharmacist. Yeah, the, right. The ph- phylacticary, whatever it's called. The ph- is that what's, what's the? I thought that's a part between that's, the. That's a part thing. It's something like the apothecary. That's what I meant. Apothecary. Oh, okay. Because I think you were talking about that thing, like that, that other word, like procurium. No, it's not. It's not parodying. No, apothecary. Uh, phylacteries is, is that thing that people hold religious texts. Isn't that what that is? Phylactery. What's phlebotomy? Phlebotomy is where they. <laughs> oh, that's a love. That's a love phlebotomy. It's something to do with. That's with blood. <laughs> that's blood. Yeah. So, okay, so you go into your pharmacist, and you're like, oh, so many cho- I'm heading out on an adventure. Right. There's, probably like a to-do, there's probably like a list of items like, that you should think about. It's like, so, so I'm going out on an adventure, and you go talk to your pharmacist, because you, you only have limited money, and you've got so many choices. You've got the scrolls. So maybe I should just hire a cleric, right? Exactly. Like a hireling, right? Well, that costs 100 gold. You know, it's, I, you know hirelings are 100 gold pieces per level, plus you have to equip them. You have to find them. You have to recruit them. They may not be available. You may be able to get an NPC cleric who will come for a share of the treasure, right? That's another choice. But they may... Right. Well, we're going to make sure he dies. Okay, that's true. That's what the assassin's for. And the guy from the the pay, the the slash and pay. Slay and pay. That's right, slash and pay. Slay and pay. Slay and pay. Slash and pay's arrived. It came later. (laughs) It's like we did did with, with Grognard files. That's right, yeah. We took something percent. that was really good and did a half-baked version of it. That's right. Exactly. Right. Just slightly different name. <laughs> but yes, those are the choices you have. Do you have a hireling cleric? Do you have a cleric? If you have a cleric, uh, are, are you they're going to be alive when you need them? Because if mm, what's great mm-hmm. about a potion is you don't need anyone else between you and the healing. You just need to take the potion. Well, you know what they say? You know what they say, James? I'm not sure. Don't, don't split the party. True. But if you do split, but if you do split the party, always go with the cleric. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my version of uh, when I take when you know you have a family. Your family is a little smaller than mine. You have one daughter and your wife. Mm-hmm. I have three children. And when they were younger, invariably, if like you go to the theme park or whatever, people would start drifting away. And for a while, I would get mad. And then I realized, wait a minute. And one of my sons was with me. I said, you're a smart son as opposed to the other ones. Why? Because who has the keys? I do. So if you, if I want to leave, I'm leaving. And if you, unless you're going to walk home, this was pre over, uh, you want to stay with the guy with keys. And that's the same idea. You stick with the guy with the, uh, the cleric with the potion, with the, with the healing. With the healing. Got it. All right. So let's talk about, um, you talked about, um, Mishability? Oh, God. Miscability, yeah. Miscability. So where is that discussion? I know it's somewhere. I can blow One up na- or something. Page 119 in the DMG. Oh, thank you, sir. Because so now you've, yeah, because you're right, because people could be gulping. The magical, it's page 119 in the DMG, the magical mixtures and compounds. Oh, let me just mention this, too. You know what I think would be fun? Hmm. Because you talked about no potion is quite the same, right? And, and there may be, you know, to me, it's like you're like a cook, right? If you're or you're or your magic user and you ruin the potion. You know, I like this idea that maybe they're all a little bit different, a little bit more effective, right? You know, you want to buy a reputable source. And so I like this idea that you might buy a potion, like there might be a potion for sale 
for a pieces because you know it's like it's it's the generic brand potion right and, the, and you know it's the beer that comes in the yellow tin that just says beer right like from the 70s right they had chips and cheese like government cheese yes. government beer beer right yeah that's that's what generic was i mean nowadays we think of store brands as i may think sometimes you call it the name generic but that's not really a store brand right, right. but there used to actually be just truly generic where it yeah it just had the name on there so so back to miscibility yes magical mixtures and compounds which comprise potions are not always compatible ah so two potions are ah so here's your question because it says you must test the miscibility of potions whenever for one two potions or a potion is consumed by a creature while another such liquid already consumed is still in effect so the question is going to be what happens when you have two potions? That's right. the question, right? Or, yeah, either that or is the effect of healing immediate so that there is, it's not like a potion of invisibility, which lingers on? Oh, yeah, that's not still in effect, right? So it's not, well, such it's already consumed. Yeah, and I think that's right. I mean, and I think it wouldn't be in effect. I mean, I think because you get your hit points back. I mean, the healing's done, Right. That's 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 the way I've read it. I think that's the sane way of reading it, or the nice way of reading it. Um, I mean, you could argue that uh, you know you could try to if you shove two potions down someone's throat, that would be even if they are the same, there could be a miscibility issue. Yeah, and it's interesting because you say you, you talked about different formula, and Gary says first. He says you could have a big chart with all the different potions, but he doesn't want to do that because it doesn't allow for differences in formula from alchemist and or magic user. So that's true. So it is true that – so you can do a potion of healing. Yeah, you can do a potion of healing in slightly different – I guess maybe in different ways. Right. Well, it's like beer. I mean they're all beer, but they're – Yeah. One's an IPA, one's another one. They all, they all do the job, but they're different. They're not the same. Or vaccine. Think of the vaccine. Right. They're different yeah. versions. They, they, they have the same – Results, how they get there is different. Very interesting. So yeah, so okay. So what you're oh wow. So you what you're suggesting is that you could have a potion of healing has used I don't know whatever right. some ingredient that the other one doesn't like mixing you know like the J and J taking like half of the J and J vaccine and half of the Pfizer vaccine. Wow. So, oh, what you could do is you could actually have – I could sell potions of healing. You ready for this? This is worse than the generic brand. This is back. You, you, you can return, except in Maine. You can bring back your potion <laughs> bottle, and I'll give you 10 cents. I'll give you right. a piece, right? And there's a little bit left. And so what I do is I take each drop. Oh, every a, a, a hunch right? punch. The hunch punch heal. Is that what it's called? Well, uh, what's a hunch punch? Oh my god! So is this that, like is it like laying the pipe? Well, that's not that bad. But I mean, did you ever go to certain parties? You lived here in Florida, and everyone would just bring liquor, right? And then someone oh. would have fruit punch, and they would just dump it all in the thing, and you drank it because it was just yeah. liquor. No, no, no. That's not what I... That's hunch punch. Basically, no, it's the I, same I, thing. I was, okay, I love that idea. That's not what I... No, I wasn't suggesting that. Kids, that's dangerous to mix your potions like that. Okay, now that's crazy. So, right, what you're talking about now is, I don't care what... <laughs> I don't 
care what potion is returned. I'm just putting it all in. No, no, no. I was suggesting, I, I'm glad we had this conversation because this is going to be very dangerous. That the hunch, punch, po- I need to write that up. That's gold. I need to write that up for the next flipping and turning. You know, uh, punch, so there you go. the hunch, the hunch, punch potion. So what I was talking about was when the potions of healing come back, because look, let's face it, we're doing a lot of volume on healing. That's right. mainly our thing, right? I mean, we right? So what I was talking about is assuming we know it's full, your vials, James, and hope they don't get reused as right. something else. That's where things get dangerous in the, in the potion trade, is we would drop all together. So what we're doing is slowly we will then have a potion of healing from maybe a, a hundred, maybe a thousand were brought back and we do the little drop. So it's a potion, but it's, but it's mixed with the hunch punch potion shop. So if it actually add it to your drinks, I thought that it'd be cool to have a, a tavern or an inn mm-hmm. where they add, you know, how like yeah, you flavored, go to Starbucks. Flavored guava? coffee or flavored. Yeah. 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 You could add a little bit of like invisibility or something, like a little drop. And I makes you a little bit something. I don't know. So, uh, you're suggesting that if we mixed this, if we combined this, then you might have to do. Mis- you know, I I agree with you, James. I don't because- suggest. I'm just saying that's how I read. It's it. It seems very clear. You must test the miscibility of potions whenever two potions are actually intermingled, or a potion yeah. is consumed. I I think you could argue that if it was all made from the same batch, like Dan's delightful uh, healing potion or whatever, you know, Hal's heavenly healing potion. It was all from the same batch. You know, kind of like when you go paint your house and you, you know, you run out of paint and you go yeah. get some more and it doesn't look the same because you didn't mix mm-hmm. it with the rest of it. Same kind it's of a little, deal. It's a little it's not, different. It's not the dye it count. Is. It's not from the same dye lot. This is what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, you, there is support for what you're, what you're suggesting because it does say different formula from out, you know, user so that's suggested but then the examples of course are for different types of potions right i've read over this real quickly but i think they're all they're all different it seems to me what i would probably do is i would probably say there's less of a chance that you need i would say you have to roll a percentage or below to even roll on the potion miscibility table if it is the same type of potion right because if you think about it they're very similar, right? I mean, right. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know why I said. I, I I say these things like we know, like this is real. Like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> right? Like I'm like, well, you know, James. I mean, potions of of of, of healing. Right. I mean, they're all they're not that different, right? Like I don't, you know, how do I know that? Do I the J and J vaccine might be totally different? I it might be completely different from Pfizer. I have My no understanding idea. it is completely different. So, so then it's interesting, right? But you know, but don't you think that healing would have some of the same? Like, what's a healing? What would be so? so okay, in a, page one, page one seventeen. Oh, this, James, this is wonderful. Is healing one of the ones listed? It is. You got get out. Now, I think there was a, a Jody Lynn mistake. We'll have to contact or someone who oh. didn't type her thing right. No, but. she just typed. No, no, come on now. She just typed what she. Because there's an of versus an or. Where, where are we at? So at the top, 117, there's healing. You look at the list of suggested ingredients yes. for potions. Yes. Why would it be ogre magi blood? 
I don't know, but that's what they said for healing. Maybe there's a regenerative process of that? Or threat. Oh, this is interesting because it says saints. And I asked you this question. I said, well, are there saints in D&D? What's a saint? Right? What's a saint? Um, and, and it says here, oh, possible only if the cleric compounds the potion. So there's another thing that supports that there's different versions. You could have a cleric yeah. potion of healing, or you could have a magic user potion of healing. So, so um, I might be taking a potion of healing that has ogre magi blood, right. and the other one has a thread of a saint's garment. And, and Correct. James, you know what happens when you mix ogre magi blood and, and a thread of a saint's garment, don't you? Yeah. Death. It's, it sounds like an explosion. So it could be like from these undergarments? Right. From his fruit of looms. Okay. From the high priest's fruit of the looms. <laughs> what? What's in there? Oh, rude. Do it, rude. There you go. <laughs> You're a saint, St. James. Well, someone said that. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Time to be punished. <laughs> Quietly. No. <laughs> okay. I just want to give you a threat. That's right. So there's like a there's like a panty raid on, on a saint. <laughs> Saintly panty raid. That's right. That's our album. <laughs> Pseudo undead, saintly panty raid. That's it. Nice. Okay. I agree. Okay. This idea, who would have sunk it, that promotion of him, James, you have steered this ship in the, the direct fun. You you put us on the fun ship. Right. So um, the, go, the ghost, uh, what was it? What was in you? One, the ghost. Uh, Salt Marsh. Sinister the, Salt Marsh. The ghost something, wasn't it? The, the ship? ghost ship. You I think it was just cost the ghost ship. Yeah, you heard it. Okay. You drove it. All right. Yeah, so I agree with how we do, though, is I would have a role because there's a chance that it is the same. Right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? So two potions of healing shouldn't be a straight to the potion of miscibility, miscibility table It because there's a good chance it's both from saints, right? But So, James, I think very important what you, you've, you've identified here is if you are going to buy your potions, some potions of healing, right. you should probably name source same maker, right? Yeah. So when you go in there, right? So when you go in there and there's a whole thing, there's like these are from, you know, so-and-so maker, this clay, and he uses from a saint, from a saint's undergarments. And then you've got the ones over here, which is ogre magi blood. You really should buy from, that would be funny if like you send, you send the dude just to go get them. Like, hey, go get these. He's just like, you know, he's like the, he's the intern, right? He's interning, right? Right, right. go get it. With Saul. Right. And he, he comes back, and he doesn't tell you that he bought like, one of each. Right. You know, and yeah. you gulp them both down. Yep, and kablamo, in All my right. opinion. Well, of course. Can we roll? So well, are, we ro right. are we doing a pre-roll before the roll or just the roll? Well, I feel like we should do a pre-roll, which is going to make me sad because, of course, a pre-roll is going to be nothing happens. But I feel like we should do a pre-roll. So what do you – no, no, we're not so, – so, no, we are taking these different – one is from the saints' garments and one is from Ogre Magi. So I think we now know, right, right that we'd have to go straight to the miscibility table. I, I agree with that because the most likely event, there is a th uh, 36 of – more than 50 percent chance nothing happens. Yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, okay. That's it. So it's interesting. So, okay. So that's already baked in. There. But all right. You ready? You want to roll, sir? You're the one. No, you drink? roll. I want you to roll it. 
All right, you drank them, and I'm going to sit back and watch. Yes. Here we go. Hopefully, it's hopefully. Uh, are you within ten feet? That's the only question I have. Uh, I, I think the answer should be well, yeah. Why not? Okay. What'd you roll? Me, I rolled an eleven. Uh, immiscible. Both potions totally destroyed, or one cancels the other. So basically, I just wasted eight hundred gold pieces. That'd be hilarious. I wanted. I wanted two. That. That would be good because I'd be so dead. We'll, but if I mixed it outside, it'd be a cloud of 10-foot gas, and everyone would have to save versus die. So what you need to remind me of, James, we need to remember this, is that in the tournament adventure mm -hmm. for this summer, we need to have potions from healing potions, but from different sorts, okay. right? And we'll see who is listening. Right. And remember, right? Because part of the tournament should, of course, be the winners should be big grok. Right. That's usually what we angle toward, don't we? Yes, different. Well, absolutely. We the, the more you listen, the more like you should have a, an advantage. That's there's like be some there's gonna be some incentive to listen to the show. <laughs> That's right. Can't be the content. <laughs> I I agree with that. All right. Well, very good. We 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 took something that sounded like a plus one dagger, and we we pulled it. We pulled out a good segment. I thought that was really good. Um, now I believe that we're out to our. We're up to our have you ever thing. So as oh I my gosh, I have to go look. For, oh my gosh, you know how you didn't have your player's handbook? Yeah, you don't have it. Where, I gotta, I gotta go. For, I'm sure. All right, it's so nearby. I will, I will introduce the thing while you go get it. So go get it. Okay, I'll be right back. So our, we continue our series on have you ever played a bard from uh, First Encounter, a great Canadian magazine from the '80s, from Delft Enterprises, where you play Northrunner. The very high-level bard. I'm not going to lip sync this time. Uh, just 16, a hobbit, a horse, out of money, no remorse. I got no place to call my own. Strike a note, here I go, yeah. I'm running north, yeah. I'm not one I'm running north. Well, apparently, Dan had to go to another part of his house, or he's left the house. He may have left the show. I'm not sure if what's happened, because he is now gone, out of screen. Even the cats are not around. So, I guess I'm playing the mandolin now to keep everyone, <laughs> keep everyone entertained. Dan, did you go to another house? I went to the lobby. Oh, that's why you took so long. You know, the song, the North Runner song, is not that long. Well, I figured you could improvise. Well, I had to. I was starting to figure out a song. I missed the song? Dan eating Junior Mints. He went to the lobby. Still talking, Dan? Are you there? It's like that. Remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine goes, she gets a juji fruit. She goes to visit the guy at the hall. Yep. There's an emergency. And, she's eating, and he says, you stopped to get juji fruit? <laughs> exactly. So that was it. I stopped to get junior mints. We're live on the show and you're like getting a break, getting snacks and everything else. But that's okay. It's all good. So we are continuing the adventures of North Runner. We are. And if I recall... 
correctly. We bought stuff from the merchants last time. Yes, we we bought. Yes, we were a little disappointed, right? We didn't because die, which was good. If we bought some things, we would have died instantly. But fortunately, we didn't. Right, right. So this is this is the portion of the show where you get to play a bard infiltrating the Assassin's Guild. This is from First Encounter Magazine. This is basically a choose-your-own-adventure, and we do one segment each show. Oh, and this installment of Have You Ever Oh, yeah, I forgot there's a sponsor. That part I didn't say. James, got to pay the bills. To us by Pendragon Games at 329. Uh, Don, in Winnipeg. Manitoba Advent Accessories, run by John Mansfield, uh, Raymond Roth, and Randy Pippis. Their, their mailing address is 6 Silverwood Bay, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Tell them, James, and okay. Very nice. Okay. So, is everyone ready? Here we go. As you leave the black market district in the thieves' quarter, you notice that it is but an hour before sunset. We've been doing this all day, James. We still haven't even gotten to the Assassin's Guild. Right, it's been a whole been day. The you slowly wind your way out of the maze of streets, and at dusk, you find yourself near the city palace grounds. Are we just wandering at Apparently. this point? Okay. As you stride past the walls, you see perhaps half a dozen cloaked men terminating an equal number of palace guards in the guard. Wow. Assassins. Assassins, James. We're getting close. Mind quickly and decide to assist the guards. So here it is. These are your choices. It is very tense here. All right. Ready? Yes. Number um, number one, cast fairy fire on the assassins and then attack with sword. Okay. Two, throw dagger, then attack with sword. Hold, hold on, hold on. Three. That's okay, I'm a junior map. Keep going. Three, attack with sword. It's in they melt. Or call lightning. On, oh, I like that one. Call lightning on these asses. But wait, aren't there guards too? I don't mean to like cheat here, but that seems to me that could be an issue. Five. Oh, well, we know this one, of course. Control temperature, 10 foot radius, and freeze assassins at minus 66. Are they in melee? Six. Charm assassins with your music. Then suggest that attacking the palace is useless. A lot of people do with charm. Seven, cast entangle, then attack with sword. Eight, charge and attack with dagger. Nine, call for assistance from other palace guards with an earshot. Doesn't sound very heroic. Ten, call for help, then attack with sword. So one is fairy fire, two is dagger, then sword, three is sword. Four is call lightning. Five is control temp. Six is charm. Seven is entangle. Eight, charge in and attack with dagger. Nine, call for assistance. Ten, call for help and attack 
with sword. So I guess nine, you just call for assistance and do nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Help, help. Go, Meh. So, um, well, we will, you have a few seconds, folks, for those who are still alive. If those are dead, you want to keep playing, that's fine, too. And I, I think... will remind you of your alignment. Ladies and gentlemen, you are good. Oh, that may play a role in what you decide to do as North Runner. So can you, for, for my benefit, we, we were moving towards somewhere and then we saw them attack the guards. What was, what was the exact line a couple of sentences before this? Yes, we found ourselves near the city palace grounds and as we strode past the walls, we saw perhaps half a dozen cloaked men terminating an equal number of palace guards in the garden. So it's like a bloody scene in the garden. Okay, so I have my answer. What are what are you going to do? James, since it said garden, and having me reread that, because it said garden, I am going to go with E7, cast Entangle. That is why I asked, because I thought they said garden, so I hear Entangle. Uh, I also think one would be pretty good, but I like seven, because that stops the bloodshed, holds them fast, and then you can do with what you may with those. Right. So okay. I'm, I too am going with seven. Vic, this the, is scary. The Vic the Scourge is also going with seven. So I'm a little concerned because the last time he picked, we died, he was dead. So, but I like the okay. idea of seven. All right, you have a few seconds, folks, for those who are out there. If you want to play one through ten. That's it. We gave him enough time. No one has said anything more. I don't think we're that far behind. Gary says, if you know you dawdle, that's right. You lose you your second, delay, you nothing. Delay action. So let's go through them. The best choice. Just like I didn't see anything. That's right. Just move on. Where was, where was keep walking? Okay. Here we go. Number one. That was fairy fire? Yep. Fair choice. Take 24 Whew. hit points. That doesn't sound fair to me. That sounds fair. So we started with a lot. Okay. What was number two? Dagger then attack. Take 32 hit points of damage. Ooh, that's brutal. Number three, what was number three? Attack with sword. Take 36 hit points of damage. You take more with the sword than the dagger? Wow, that sucks. Well, I think through the dagger. Oh, yeah, sorry, you threw then attack, right. So maybe I killed one with my first throw, and that guy would have done four hit points on me if yep. he had been alive. Uh, what was, oh, four. Was that the lightning? Did anyone yep. pick number four? No one picked four. We... No storm. We keep forgetting to ask about that. Well, right. I, I do anyway. Well, I knew, as if no. I don't hear light, if I don't hear a storm or rain, I don't even think about that. We're getting better. We're paying attention. Okay, right. number four is number five. Well, what happened? No storm. What happens to you? Oh, I'm sorry. No storm. Take 34 hit points. It's in yeah, the other problem with call lightning, it takes 10 minutes to cast, so the combat should be over. <laughs> and then it just, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Five is controlled was, temp. Yeah, oh, you know they're going to love this. Good choice, no damage. What about the guards? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't think you can pick who it is, who it affects. It freezes everyone. Okay, well, maybe, all right. I don't well, like his, I think, this is my opinion, I think the way he's doing it is wrong. We need to get him on here. Uh, control temperature, how does it not affect you? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right, the whole great. point of it is to control the temperature, including you. That 
it's not an offense. I mean, you, I like the idea, the novel idea, but it would have to affect you as well. Because really what he's talking about is like a heat metal kind of thing. Right? right. Heat metal you can like use on an opponent. Right. If they have metal. Yeah. This is, he's trying to use it in a similar manner, freeze metal. And that's fine. I just don't know how it doesn't, it, 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 again, we can, I don't have the player's handbook, but I'm 99% positive the range is zero, which means it's you. It doesn't ex- preclude you from being affected. So. Oh, does it say, I mean, I know we're redoing now what we did last time, but if, yeah, if, it, if the range is zero. I feel like the range is zero. I don't think you can, it has to, but maybe it's not. Or is it, that's a druid spell. Yeah, the question is what, wow. It's 10, yeah, 10 foot, well, it's 10 foot radius. Right, but what's the range? Sure. Sure. All right, and I'm flipping. And you're turning. I'm flipping and I'm turning. Oh, I'm on cleric, sorry. I'm still flipping. I'm still turning. Wow. Call lightning as a lower level spell. Yeah, range is zero. Yeah, so it's on you. Yeah, it says temperature surrounding the druid. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't, I totally disagree with that. It would affect you too. Yeah, I got it. It's just, right. I mean, I guess, can I cast on myself like... I, well, whatever. Moving on. Okay, what's... Six. Uh, someone picked six. Tom picked six. What was six? Charm Assassins. Good. CE Foyt, no damage. Per- that was a good one. Congratulations. You got you to save against Charm, right? You do. There's 12 Assassins. Uh, well, th- there's a percentage chance that they Charm. I don't know if they get a save with the, with the Charm of the music, musical thing. Oh, cause, oh, it's the musical. Right. Bard. Yes. It's not the spell. It's Correct. playing the music. I think that's how it works. I think it's ridiculously powerful, but I Well I feel a little naked and afraid because I don't have my player's handbook because I played we played last Sunday and I left it in my bag, so I don't have a pH here and, and I'm all hooked up with wires with I don't feel oh, like charm per- bard, bard table too, James. On page one eighteen is charm percentage. Charm percentage is a chance the bard has of successfully cast... Oh, this is casting a charm person spell. Oh, with his or her music. Okay, so... This charming ability does not negate any immunities or saving throw versus magic. Yeah, so they still get a save. Okay. Oh, wait, so I... Okay, a cat just turned out my... A cat is attacking my lamp. Okay, just oh. turned it off. So, oh, wait, so I have to do the charm percentage and then I have... Yes, that sounds that way. Okay, so, all right. So, what level bard am I? Stop 12. that. 12. Not, not you, James. Kitten. He's unplugged it. Do I look darker on this side? You look redder. He's he's unplugging my cord. Okay. So, are you telling me that I first... So, uh, you're 12th level. Okay. So, charm percentage is 53%. Right. So, you're telling me I have to roll 53% on each one of those people? No, I, it's fifty percent to cast the spell. Successfully casting the spell. That's my opinion. So I have a fifty-three percent chance of successfully casting it with his or her music. And then and anyone then, who hears it gets has to make a saving throw. That's the way I read it. You get a you get a save. I, I'm sure, right? Of course, you well, get a save. That's what you just read. Yeah, that's what you said. It's cast based on that. Yeah, it says you still get the. It doesn't. It does not negate any means of saving. Right. Throws. If you're an undead, you're immune to charm. That doesn't change that. Nor if you, if you have magic resistance, I assume that still works, and you would get your saving throw. 
And so druids don't ordinary. Oh, so druids don't have charm person. Only clerics do, right? They do. They have or, charm person or, or mammal. Oh. Where? Oh. Where is that? First level druid spell. As long as you're in the druids area. I'm in the druids. I do not. Keep looking. The charm person or mammal. It may be second. There level. Is, oh, second level. Yeah. Okay. There it is. So it would be the. So basically, you'd be using. They're casting the druid spell, right? Sure, but except that I'm again. I don't have the book here. You're going to make me get the book. I think it says it, you don't just charm one person. You play, and it affects everyone there. Oh, okay. I, I think I don't think it's directed at one person though. You could. It could be like Amy, don't attack me. He something like that, where you actually you know. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. The singing and playing of the bard likewise has a chance of charming most creatures. Right, so creatures within 40 feet of the bard must be diced for if they're not already associated with the bard and those possibly affected. Yeah, it's a, it's a, mass, charm, it's a mass charm spell, basically. Right, must say versus magic or be charmed and sit in a trance while the bard sings. Note that even if creatures are not charmed or listen to the bard singing and playing for one full round, charmed creatures are subject to suggestion. So, so, but you've got 12 assassins who are all rolling. They're each individually rolling for their save, right? As to where yeah. they're just, so that's, that's kind of, even if you get a round, it's only for one round. I mean, one round is round? Well, you sit, you it's one minute. No, you're playing for a round, right? Then you're allowed to do the charm and the suggestion. That's what that's Wait. Well, note that even those creatures not charmed will listen to the bard singing and playing for one full right. round. So if they make their save, they listen to you for a round. That's right. They stop what they're doing. That's the that's, you're good. That's you're why good. it's so powerful. Instead of, oh, my God, it's a bard. Go kill him. They go, oh, wow, that's really good. That's me playing. Run, I'm running north. I'm playing. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. That was really good. I mean, I know we're here supposed to kill uh, these guards, but let's take a moment to reflect on this guy. It's like the buskers who are out on the street. You, you know, you kind of, you think you're going to walk, continue to your location, but you stop and you listen to them and you, and if you fail your save, you tip them. So, so, so or you attack them instantly. Right. So, so the guards would be entranced too. They'd have to all roll. Everyone well, is everyone. stopping. Right. The whole, the whole show. That's yeah. right. Everything's stopped. They're, they're all going to step back and, Take a moment. Okay. That's how powerful this is. That's why it's crazy. If okay, your charm goes, if your charm goes off, it's a magical thing. You now, if you don't get the charm, you're just playing and you're being an idiot. You're playing there. But if your charm spell goes off, everyone's going to listen and stop. So what do I do? Okay, look. So not all of these assassins are going to be charmed. You're not going to get. You're not. Gonna, okay? Some right. are going to listen to you for rat. Right. So they're going to listen. How do you how, how do you take no damage? How, what do you do during the so 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 half of them let's say are charmed right? Half of them are just listening to you like they're it's a good show, a good concert right? So that see, round, my, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Well, you see, you should have gotten your players handbook. I got my junior mints. No, see, that's I'm, okay. I, I don't. I'm strapped up rude. into three things. That's the problem. So that's, <laughs> I got the cables and everything. So what's going to happen is. Dear friends, protect me from my enemies. And the, and the, the assassins who fail their saves are going to protect the guy. It means they will attack the other assassins who are going to attack the bar. Oh, that's how that works. You're right. Because if they're charmed, 
And then, oh yeah, and then you're like, yeah, because I'm going to, right, because all, if I get half of the assassins, it's now three to one. If, if I charm half these, it's three to one, right. and you're right, and the song to apprehend them, right. right? And right. then I say, and then, and then I say, allow those guards apprehend, so half the ascend, the other half, right. and then I have the guards apprehend the other assassins yeah. as well, they're apprehending well, they're the other ones. Yeah, except well, first you take care of them, and then you later figure out the rest of it. All the rest of it takes care of it. Okay, I got it. I mean, you can be, you can really drag this out by going, all right, let's say six save, six fail. It's half and half. I don't even know what the save is for it, because it doesn't tell how high assassins these are. Right. They they kill the assassins or arrest the assassins, and then the assassins who are charmed, you you're, you're like, hey, hey Bob, um, do me a favor, go with those guards over there and see what they're doing. And of course, you tell the guards as soon as you take Bob over there, go kill him or whatever. You arrest him, and then Bob goes, and then you send Joe, and eventually all the assassins get wrangled up because they're your best buddies. They're your best friends. Yeah. They're, they're going to want to protect you. It's like you know, I'm your best friend. You would want to protect me. So if you saw Vic trying to kill me, you'd jump in the way, right? If you saw him, you know, he's the trans-Canadian slasher, whatever he is. Right. And you saw him with a machete. I'm your best friend. What man, what better friend is one who lays his life down for the others? I think that's biblical. Um, and you would jump in and take the blows, and I'd be like, well, thanks, I appreciate it. Okay. It All wouldn't right. be suicide. I'm not saying go kill yourself. I'm just no. saying protect right. me. Right, right. No, that makes sense. So, yeah, so this is, so so that's the benefit is it's the mass charm, as you've as I'm sure we probably talked about in the Bard show. It's the mass charm. Right. And okay. it's everyone within 40 feet. Think about that. Yeah. That's, it could be 100 people there. The whole crowd could be enraptured. So, that's so, so you really are using that to make money? So you're going to go into the tavern, and you're going you're to start playing. So, like, appearing tonight, so-and-so the Bard. Right. I mean, well, I guess you wouldn't want to say that, would you? Because people are like, <laughs> I don't want to be right. charmed. But you, you start playing, and everyone stops and listens. Half well, that's the tricks of the trade. They don't know. People tell- don't know they're being charged, just like magicians. They don't sell their tricks. The bards know you're charming. They don't. The bar- There's rumors about it. Nah, they don't charm. That's part of being in the college. You don't, you don't tell people that. Okay. So it's a racket. All right. It's a, it's a complete racket. Okay. It's, right. Look, when you spend $150 to see Venom's reunion tour, that's a that's a that's a racket. Why are you spending that? They're decrepit and old. If they're still alive, I don't know if uh, all three of them. There's three of them in Venom, right? Yeah, there's yeah, but they're split. There's two Venoms. Okay, well, okay. So let's say they came back for a 40-year reunion. Black Metal, 45-year. Whenever Black Metal came out, was that 1981, 82? Yeah, 80, Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 40. They come for the black. You know, black 40-year. $200 limited seats. That's a racket. Why You can listen to it for $8, but you pay for it willingly, right? You've been charmed by Venom. You failed your save. They charmed me. Okay. Right. And you're happy about it. You're not like going, oh, God, here they come to take $200 from me. You're, you're this happy as it comes. Yeah, well, that's right. Not, yeah, exactly right. Right, because you don't know any better. Ignorance is blessed. Right. Okay. So okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So there you what go. Now, what was that? What number I need to look up when Black Metal? Maybe it was 82. Is it 80? Black Metal! It's first, right? And then I think it was Black Metal. Sell yourselves to the gods, rock and roll! Something like that, right? Wow, that's right. Lay down your... 
Oh, lay down your souls. Of the gods. I didn't know you alter the gods rock and roll or something. Yeah. I didn't know that you, yeah, wow, I didn't know you were into that stuff. Okay. It's 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 not my go-to, but it's I, I've I've part black metal's classic. I mean that's. Oh, I think it is 1982. Yeah, you're right. Really, November 1982. Right. Mm -hmm. So next year they're going out for their 40 year. They get together, big cash grab. They charge you know a 199 dollar package where you get a signed thing and this and that. I mean it's ridiculous. Does but you. You'd be happy to do that. If they came to Orlando, you would not go see Venom for $199 and get the well, 40th I saw, year? Well, I, I, I saw Venom, Inc. at the Haven in Winter Park. They played the Haven. No, it was only like, it wasn't, it wasn't the, I mean, it, it wasn't the reunion tour. It was Lacking right. Cronus, the uh, lead singer. Right, so right. it was Venom, Inc., not thirds. Venom. It was, uh, what's Venom, what's less noxious? <laughs> it's not venomous, it's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nauseous. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Got to go to the garter rope. That's <laughs> what our copper dragon. Stromboli. Stromboli. I had the stromboli. I don't mm. feel so. All right. What number was that, sir? That, that was, well, now we roll a D10. Because two weeks from now, we're going to have Craig from Crucible on to talk about. No. James, we haven't, we haven't finished the show. We haven't finished what have you ever. Oh, what, was, what else do we have to do on have you ever? I apologize. Like Entangle. Oh, we didn't we finish haven't done ours oh, yet. I thought you meant what number on our list. I'm like, yeah, oh, we're done. No. I apologize. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> we would have ended the show and people are like, what? Yeah, well, we did right. Charm. We're on number seven. We did the, the one that we picked. Okay, what is number seven? Oh, Entangle. number seven. Okay, yes. CE5, good choice, no damage. There you go. Yay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yeah, and we digressed. With the as we progressed with the with the charm the bard and the charm, oh, James. Part of this is to learn about right. exactly. bards because even though they're optional, that's correct. All right, number eight. Well, you know they may be optional, but they also make good NPCs. They and do. I, thought I think it'd be cool to have what you got to be neutral, don't you? you have a neutral evil bard. We could or neutral good. Well, neutral evil is the best. Right. Right. Sure. Okay. He's he he charms you. That's right. He's charming you, buddy. Okay. He's uh, uh, King Diamond. Yeah. I don't know little, if King Diamond's uh, evil, but he, I think he comes off as evil. He, yeah, he, yes. Voice a little too high for me. Okay. Uh, are we on number eight? Yes. Charge with Dagger. What is it? What is it? Charge with Dagger? Did anyone pick Charge with Dagger? No. Good. You're crazy. Take 52 hit <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> number nine. Call for assistance. Take 30 hit points. Well, forced combat? Uh, oh, so they attacked you. Exactly. You're like, help. Hey, hey, they need help. And that, well, yeah, yeah, I guess we're going right. to shut me. Okay. And the last one, I believe, was just call. Was it just call, call for, for help? help? Then attack with sword. Okay. Call for help, then attack with sword. Fair choice. Take 27 hit points in combat. Oh, that's just as bad. You save three hit points. So good news. Everyone here picked six or seven. So five was a good choice, too. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.